Hello everyone, we would like to welcome you to our second Ranka Pro Europe podcast, The World of Fan Selection. In the long run, uh, do you think that all fans uh, will eventually become sustainable? My name is Carla Salera and I am the Investor Relations Specialist here at Ranka Pro Europe. This will be the second podcast of a long series and we are going to talk about the new trend of ESG in the fan selection industry. I would like to thank Saita Gemeldaletiano for agreeing to participate in this roundtable discussion. She is the Head of Fund Research and Analysis at OFI Asset Management. Welcome, Gemeldalet. Are you based in Paris, right? And also, please feel free to add anything about your background that you think could be interesting for our listeners. Thank you. Hi, Carla. Very pleased to talk with you today. Um, yes, um, we are based in Paris uh, and um, as you said, I'm the head of the fund research and analysis at OFIAM. Um, OFIAM is a, a company that uh, um, have more than 17 billion euros asset under management, uh, among which 10 billion invested on external investment. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, do you want to add anything else about your background, as I said, maybe about your role or, or let's continue? Uh, we can continue. Okay. Uh, well, thank you uh, for this. Um, and yeah, basically uh, for the listeners, it's important to say that in this podcast number two, we are going to address an important topic at the present moment, the new and trendy culture of ESG in the fan selection world. First, I would like to say that I am very glad to, to have you here with me discussing this topic. Nowadays, uh, it's very common to uh, see sustainable funds, um, ESG investing, etc. And it is obvious uh, that being more sustainable makes us more socially responsible uh, for the future. However, I think that there has been a boom too fast on this issue and sometimes I am curious whether this is a strategy or a simple, just a simple concern of, of the companies. Um, do you think there is truth in being more sustainable? Is ESG a trend? Um, well, I think there is a part of both. When you talk to the different managers, you can see that there are those who believe and those who do it to survive. So both of, of, of uh, there is a part of truth and there is a part of trend. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, yeah, well, I don't know, like for me, sometimes I just feel that uh, this is a marketing strategy or as you said, to survive in the industry. And as a result of ESG, uh, do you see a social improvement in the world of fan selection? Uh, do you think that this is making people change and that we are now more sensitive when, when it comes to, to taking care of the environment? Uh, well, in general, I think This is the case because the demand is there and in the last two or three years a lot of climate strategies have been launched in Europe and we are seeing more and more in the social area. Mm -hmm. As fund selectors um, we have to deal with a multiplicity of methodologies and we have to learn a whole new vocabulary so yes I think there has been an improvement. Um, yeah, well, uh, that's uh, crazy how, how everything changes so, so fast. Um, I just think that we have seen too, too many crises in a short period of time. Uh, so we are more concerned in general. You know, we weren't expecting something like COVID, for example. And, and look at us now, uh, 
that is why we have to believe that the environment is changing and and that we have to to care about our planet so yep so let's continue because this is getting intense um so maybe this question is a bit uh tricky difficult uh but who do you think advocates uh sustainable investment more fund managers or fund selectors um well i think it's fund managers fund selectors or partners and <laughs> clients of course and more recently regulation um, we know managers who have been pioneers in this area and who we as fund selectors were highlighting long before the subject became so important but mm -hmm. if asset managers and portfolio managers have had to evolve and offer funds that include ESG criteria is in part because client demand has become more important. So at the end, I think that the client uh, have a, a very important role uh, to play here. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, uh, it's always the, the client the most important part, uh, obviously. So in ESG, uh, do people uh, make uh, risky investments? Um, in It depends, I think, on how you approach uh, this issue. Um, normally, the integration of ESG criteria into company analysis helps to identify quality companies, um, but this growing interest in companies with the best ESG practice uh, can create bubbles and uh, thus become risky when investing at the top, so it could be risky. Um, yeah, so uh, following on to the next one, um, fund selectors uh, may look for qualitative aspects in the selection process. So imagine that you have to uh, select between uh, two funds. Um, if the only difference uh, between both funds is the ESG commitment, um, is this something that will be vital in your selection process? Um, it's a easy one, uh, definitely. Um, EEG analysis of companies and funds is part of uh, our selection process. So if the only difference is EEG, we will choose, of course, the one that integrates EEG in the selection process. Mm -hmm. Um, well, it's good to, to know that you put ESG as one of the main key aspects of, of your strategy. Obviously, it's something important for, for our listeners. So. Keep in mind that. And how will this affect all the investment products in the fund selection world? Yes. Well, there are asset classes where the application of uh, an ESG analysis is more complicated as of today mm -hmm. or simply yeah. not possible. Um, and uh, that is the case of derivatives. So if um, we are looking uh, to pure ESG strategy selection, uh, it's necessary to keep in mind that that could have an impact on diversification. And um, also we have the case of small asset managers that have less resources to allocate to ESG mm -hmm. research. So okay. they are disadvantaged if compared to middle size of big groups. Okay. But in the long run, uh, do you think that all funds uh, will eventually become sustainable? I don't think so. Uh, as I said just before, there is a number of asset classes that cannot incorporate ESG factors. Um, that said, uh, it is certain that we will continue to see an increase in the number of strategies that claim to be sustainable. Okay, 
Um, and now let's uh, travel to the past a little bit. Um, ten years ago, uh, did you think ESG would be so successful, so so trendy? No, no, no. Um, in my case, 10 years ago, I was a student and ESG was not part of my curriculum. Mm -hmm. um, things have changed and um, not only in the industry, but also on the academic field. And now most universities mm -hmm. uh, include the subject in the curriculum. And is that is the case is because the, 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 the subject become really, really trendy and important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we are too young <laughs> to, to think about <laughs> ESG. Um, so what are the biggest or the most important cultural changes that have occurred within the industry in the last 10 years, apart from ESG, of course? Mm -hmm. It may seem contradictory with ESG, but uh, one of the biggest developments in recent years has been passive investment. Um, mm -hmm. This is contradictory because on one hand, we have a lot of requirements uh, in terms of responsible investment for active management. And mm -hmm. in the other hand, an increase in demand of passive management that does not apply any ESG filter. Yeah, and uh, now uh, the most important uh, question of this podcast. Um, so do you think ESG is exhausting? Um, It's just because I just feel that uh, everyone is talking about it right now, uh, as we are doing now, for example. So, um, so yeah, I think ESG is um, just all over the world. <laughs> uh, well, I understand. Uh, it is true that it has become the number one topic and we spend a lot of time on ESG research. But overall, um, I think that this is a good thing, in my opinion. Um, the increasing demand for ESG products uh, has encouraged the adoption of best practice. Uh, but we must not forget that our primary business is asset management and that we must not dissociate fundamental analysis from ESG analysis. So yes, ESG analysis is important, but uh, don't forget that we, we need to also to take into account fundamental analysis. Yeah, definitely. Um, I totally agree with you uh, because, uh, of course, ESG is a good thing, even though um, it's so repetitive sometimes. Yeah, and, and maybe if I can add something, I think that, uh, you know, we are we are talking a lot, a lot sorry, uh, of ESG um, now. Uh, but it's because uh, we need to 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 make uh, um, an improvement on ESG uh, criteria on on asset management, but um, because all the people is working on that subject, I think that uh, at one moment it will become normal, and uh, we will pass to another subject after. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I totally agree with you uh, because even though um, everyone is uh, talking about it right now, um, of course, I think that, uh, that ESG is a, a good thing and, and also something that is necessary. Um, uh, yeah, for me, even I have started to, to think about uh, sustainability as uh, something that is uh, in my daily life. Uh, so for me, yeah, uh, it's something that is normal now. Um, so, uh, Gimel Dalet, uh, I, th I think that we are uh, close to the end now. 
Um, but I would like to uh, squeeze in some uh, questions about your role. Uh, not everything ESG, of course. Um, so I was wondering, uh, what is your biggest challenge as head of fund research and analysis at OVM? Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, well, one of the biggest challenge is to be able to adapt constantly. Um, it's true that uh, um, since we are talking about ESG, so one of the main challenge today is to be able to identify uh, the managers with best, sorry, with best practice. Um, so at OFIAM, when selecting external funds, we decided to do our own analysis and to see how the management process integrates ESG criteria and how this have an impact on the portfolio. So, but despite uh, the democratization of ESG products, methodologies can be very different from one company to another, as can the degree of quality. So it's important, I think, to do our own analysis and uh, and to adapt to the to the to environment. Okay. And, and are you going to, to change your portfolio permanently due to the possibility of another pandemic, economic crisis, whatever? Uh, well, not really. The, the way we work here in OFI is so the fund selectors made uh, the, the, the selection of funds that will be invested uh, after by the multi-managers. So our role is to uh, integrate a number of uh, strategies in our bylist. So I... I don't think that we will change these uh, strategies in the future, in the near future, because um, today our mission is to select strategies that can withstand different market scenarios. Um, and our offer includes already a wide variety of strategies, all asset classes and management styles. And as example, uh, last year, um, our buy list um, uh, was well positioned to face uh, the COVID crisis, for example. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, so and finally, uh, which key industry uh, trends do you think will perform uh, better in 2022? Okay, this is a difficult one, <laughs> uh, but uh, I think that, no, it's okay. <laughs> I think that inflation and uh, rate increase will continue to be on the headlines. Um, so to have some exposure to companies that have pricing power uh, seems interesting to me, as well as commodities and, and financial sector. Okay. Thank you very much, Kimel uh, Delet. So, um, well, we could be here for for much longer, but unfortunately, this podcast is coming to an end. However, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to the listeners and, of course, to you, Kimel Delet, uh, for agreeing to be with us in this podcast. We hope that these really interesting discussions get growing and we look forward to the upcoming talk with more fans and lectures. Also, before I forget, um, if you want to be up to date with the latest news uh, within the asset management industry, subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on LinkedIn and, and Twitter. Thank you so much, everyone, and see you all in our next Rankia Pro Europe podcast. Thank you.